You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, we will continue the 2021 Locked On Titans free agency preview. And yesterday, we took a look at quarterback and running back, and I admitted openly that those two positions I don't really see as very important in the grand scheme of things when it comes to at least free agency for the Tennessee Titans. But today, Today, we are going to spend two segments on one position and one position alone because of how important I think it is, not only to the Titans as a need, but relative to what the Titans need to do in free agency, and that position is wide receiver. So I have tons of different flavors for you, tons of different styles for you, but I'm also going to tell you who I personally think are the best fits for the Titans and who make the most sense as targets for them to realistically go after. So excited to get into that conversation with you guys. I have about 21, 22 different names to talk about. I really enjoyed going through all of the different data and information as I got ready for this episode. So excited to have that discussion with you guys before we dive into the free agency portion of today's show. You guys know how I like to do things. I like to have a little bit of a hot topic discussion at the start of the show. And one article I read this week I found very interesting in terms of the discussion that it creates. And it was an article from ESPN going over the top 50 free agents and which team would be their best fit in free agency. And there were four Tennessee Titans on that list. So I'm going to talk about all four of those, but there is one non-Tennessee Titan, at least right now, that ESPN identified as a perfect fit for the Titans. And honestly, I'm going to tell you why I 100% disagree with ESPN on this note, and I think that the player that they linked to the Titans is not a good fit. Some of you may disagree with me. You may want that player. I've already seen that reaction online, but I'm going to go over the pros and cons of the selection they gave to the Tennessee Titans, discuss the merits there, and see what you guys think. So excited to dive into everything today on the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. So we are kicking off today's show with a little bit of article analysis, but the reality is this is a Rollins rant disguised as article analysis. <laughs> I've tricked you all, but it's because the name that was linked to the Tennessee Titans in this article is a name that a lot of people talk about, and I just want to speak my piece on it, something that I mentioned in previous shows and other discussions, but I'm going to hammer that point home today. So a list of the top 50 free agents. ESPN determined which team would be the best fit for each of these players. And the one that they paired with the Titans was the number seven overall free agent and edge rusher, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bud Dupree. A lot of you guys have talked about Bud Dupree. I've seen the discussion online about how the Titans need to go after him. He is one of the top 
free agent edge rushers on the market. And this is what ESPN's little blurb had to say, quote, the Titans are desperate for pass rush help and Dupree won't fall flat like Jadavian Clowney and Vic Beasley did there. Plus, Tennessee might get a slight discount, keyword slight, with Dupree recovering from a torn ACL that could hamper his early season production. Dupree proved to be a beast the past two years. The Steelers want to keep him, but are $33 million over the cap. End quote. They mentioned it. Bud Dupree's coming back from a torn ACL. And right now, his market value is around $16, $17 million. Guys, I would not feel comfortable paying $16, $17 million for a guy who his production was spotty throughout his career, even though he's come on as of late. And he's coming off a torn ACL. I see some of you guys shudder and have an involuntary uh, reaction when you even hear the name Jadavian Clowney. But how in the world could you justify paying Bud Dupree $17, $16 million when he might have a hamper in his early season production, quote unquote, and then say that you don't want Jadavian Clowney back for 6 to $8 million somewhere in there? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's like the grass is greener on the other side just because it's the unknown uh, that you haven't seen. You want them, even though the, I guess the downfalls here, when we talk about injuries at least, are obvious. So for a $10 million difference dealing with people who were worried about injury concerns with a knee, I'm going to go with Clowney. And then I'm going to draft a pass rusher really, really high and not spend $17 million on Bud Dupree. If I'm going to spend close to that much money, I'd rather do it at the other position we're going to talk about later today in the free agency preview, and that's wide receiver. And I certainly don't want to do that at wide receiver, but it makes more sense to me than paying Bud Dupree that money coming off an ACL tear. The next players I want to talk about are obviously the in-house free agents for the Tennessee Titans. And the number one person that came up on the list was at number 11, and it was Jonu Smith. I think that's uh, a little bit of an, an overrate of Janu's talents, quite frankly, but either way, he was ranked 11th, and they said the best fit for him would be the Buffalo Bills, and I think that makes a lot of sense. The Bills have a Dawson Knox. They have some other guys in there, but none of them with the athleticism and the yards after catch ability of a Janu Smith. Dump-offs from Josh Allen could really help him, and the, the Bills don't have to use their tight end to chip a bunch. They have a pretty solid offensive line, but the mobility of Josh Allen, his ability to, to break sacks in the pocket uh, would give Janu Smith more opportunity to go out in passing routes. So that's another name. They had Corey Davis at number 18 and had his best fit with the Bears. The Bears are probably going to lose Allen Robinson this offseason, so Corey Davis kind of take over as their number one wide receiver. And then they had Desmond King going to the Packers. I really don't think that the Packers would do that. I think Desmond King was a little overrated on this list at number 26. I was high on Desmond King when he showed up, and he does give you some of that Logan Ryan style where he can help help you in heavy packages on defense, but keep your personnel in dime or nickel. He can play against the run. He's a physical guy, plays good in zone coverage, but he can't play man coverage in the slot. He, he's not a coverage guy, and the downfalls that we had with Logan Ryan are the same downfalls that we saw with Desmond King. So at 26, it's a little too high, and what's crazy to me is Jadavian Clowney is at 47, um, and they say the best fit for Clowney is the Browns. They're probably going to lose Olivier Vernon, possibly, and uh, having 
Jadavian Clowney, who the Browns were eyeing last offseason. It makes sense that they would go after him again. And I think the Titans, for the same reasons as last offseason, should consider him again. So it makes sense there. But that is all of the Tennessee Titans that were on the list and then the best fit that ESPN had for the Titans once again. I do disagree with their list. And in my opinion, I think I have a better handle on the Tennessee Titans situation than, uh, you know, the the guy over at ESPN who wrote this, Jeremy Fowler. So no disrespect to him. Great at covering football, but as for particularly the Tennessee Titans, I'm going to trust my evaluation here and say Bud Dupree is not a fit for the reasons that I explained. But before we go into the next part of our free agency preview for 2021 and talk about wide receivers, want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Their catalog, their inventory is really easy to navigate and go through. Make sure you're getting the brand specifications and the prices that you prefer. And speaking of prices, the best thing about rockauto.com is the prices are always reliably low and they're the same for everyone. So I didn't know this, but if you go to a chain store for auto parts, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and then the do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same part and have the chance of it not even being an inventory and them having to order it anyways, when you could go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and when you do that, make sure that you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath where you put your shipping information so they know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It is time to dive into day number two of the Locked on Titans 2021 free agency preview, and we will spend the rest of the show discussing the wide receiver position and what options are out there on the market for the Tennessee Titans. And as I discussed, whatever type of flavor, whatever type of style that you're looking for, there is something to be found in here. Now, there is a larger conversation that I want to have about some of the projected salaries that I'm seeing and about the wide receiver free agent market in general. So number one, there are two different things. Number one, there are two. Number one, there are two different things that are depressing the wide receiver market for free agents, okay? Number one, back to number one, I guess there's multiple number ones now, but number one is how much talent comes out of the draft. We've seen that firsthand with A.J. Brown. There are tons of wide receivers coming out of the NFL draft in the first two rounds who are ready to go, who are ready to be at minimum number two wide receivers. I mean, think about A.J. Brown. He was ready to be a number one wide receiver as a second rounder. You think about a guy like Justin Jefferson who just came in. There are tons of other top wide receivers, but just those two examples alone. I mean, if I keep going this year, you think about a Chase Claypool who was a second rounder who was able to step in and make a big impact. So the point is you can find a starting caliber wide receiver in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. And, it, and it's pretty solid. There's a very solid hit rate. And not only is the hit rate good for a star, a starter, but the hit rate is pretty good for a stud wide receiver at this point. So you move on from that point, and then you think about the salary cap issue. So the salary cap could be anywhere from like 175, which uh, would be a, a big loss, or 195 
probably going to settle in around 185 based on the reports that we're getting right now. It's still kind of in flux. As soon as that is official, I'll be certain to let you guys know and how that affects the Titans. But So you take into account the production of early round wide receivers in the draft, and then you take into account that the salary cap is going to be depressed this year due to the financial losses from the pandemic in 2020. Well, that's going to knock down the salaries, even from the market projections that we're seeing from a place like Spotrac. Um, So keep that in mind while I discuss this, and I'll remind you. But the way that I have this segment, and I have all these different tiers plotted out, I have the first half of guys, and we're going to talk about that here right now. And those are the probably the better names on the market, the higher level guys. Now, I have that broken down into different tiers too. Not everybody in this first half of guys are going to be you know, the top level dudes, but they're people who I think make an actual difference. The second half is going to be depth pieces that I don't really think make make the Titans any better or any different. They just kind of fill a needed hole. And there's a reason for that. So another big picture, big philosophical point I want to make here is cap allocation. So the reason that the Titans are probably going to lose Corey Davis, which would leave them with A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys, who I think they're going to cut Adam Humphreys as well. Nick Westbrook-Akina, I think, is going to be brought back on an exclusive rights free agent deal. You got Cam Batson. So that's basically what the Titans are working with right now. So really, in my mind, it's A.J., Westbrook-Akina, and then Batson. So from there... You have a guy who's your stud number one wide receiver who's going to pull coverage, who's going to take all the attention away. What you need is, you just need a solid guy on the other side. You need a solid core around that guy. In my opinion, what would be... a not a logical move would be to have someone like AJ Brown and then pay Corey Davis something like 12, 13 million dollars. You have to find ways positionally to save money so that you can allocate resources to other things that you need. <coughs> the defense, the pass rush, possibly the tight end position. So when you have a stud like A.J. Brown on a cheap rookie contract, and then you're probably one offseason away from having to pay A.J. Brown, the Titans are going to lock A.J. Brown up early. We're not going to have to worry about fifth-year options and all of this like we have previously. So when you have a guy like A.J. Brown, you know you're going to have to pay him in the future, and you know that he's a stud number one wide receiver right now. Then you supplement that guy with cheaper options. And then you use more of your money, since you have your stud for the cheap at wide receiver, you use more of your money elsewhere. Defense. Hello. So that's my overall thought process as we kind of dive into these bigger name targets. Number one at the top of the list, the best wide receiver available in free agency is Allen Robinson. He's a no-doubter. Now, if the Titans say, screw what Tyler has to think, and they want to pay $20 million for Allen Robinson, which is his spot track estimated value. I think because of the factors I mentioned, he'd be knocked down to about $18, $17 million. If the Titans want to do that, they're like, hey, we're not paying Corey Davis 13, but we will pay Allen Robinson 18. Then I'm on board. I think that's a crazy way to allocate your resources. But if John Robinson wants to do that, and he thinks that having a a guy like Allen Robinson is that important to this team taking the next step, then heck, I'm on board. Do that, because they must have a plan for how to handle the other things. Allen Robinson's that good of a player. I'm not going to be mad if we get him, but I would just be shocked. Tier two, the next tier are are guys who are still young enough uh, where they show some promise, but they're producing at a high level already. We have Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, 
and then Chris Godwin. So let me go through those. I don't think the Titans end up with any of these guys. They're going to be too expensive. Might as well just bring back Corey Davis at that point. If you're going to pay one of these guys just a little bit less than Allen Robinson, you're talking 15 to 16, maybe even $17 million. Now, if the Titans do take somebody out of this tier and out of this pool, in my opinion, I would want them to go after the slot guys. Think I think Adam Humphreys is going to be cut and the Titans are losing Corey Davis. So you need an outside starter and you need a slot option. Now, of course, the Titans could choose to address one of those needs in the draft, but one of those needs will have to be filled in free agency. If you want a slot guy and you want to pay heavy money for a good slot guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. I know that he's got a negative kind of vibe around him due to his antics, but I like Juju Smith-Schuster. He's still very young. He can play in the slot. I think that would be a good fit for the Titans. While he has some uh, attention concerns, he's not a bad kid. He's not a bad guy. So I would like Juju Smith-Schuster out of that group. Remember, I don't think the Titans get any of these guys due to price. Similar thing with Chris Godwin, a guy who can work in the slot. With Galladay, he's got injury concerns and he basically quit on the Lions. With Fuller, he has PED concerns and injury concerns. So while I do think Fuller would be insane to put into the Titans offense because of the speed dynamic, I've been begging for an outside speed receiver who can combine Corey Davis and Khalif Raymond's talents to a point. Fuller would give you that. And the only problems are, you know, obviously the PDs and the price and the injury. So that's not going to happen. But understand that mold is something I'm considering. Chris Godwin, like Juju, again, a slot guy you can count on, good football character, but I don't think the Titans are going to shell out that kind of money. Now, the next tier I have are guys who have been very productive early in their career, but they all have their own issues, and they are certainly a step below the guys we just talked about, not only in talent, but also in what they will earn. We're talking about guys right now who are going to be anywhere from 8 to $10 million. First, Sammy Watkins, a highly touted guy, a ton of talent, but injury concerns aplenty. Sammy Watkins is only 28 years old. That is crazy to me. He's had a very productive career when he's been on the field, but when you combine the injury concerns and his last few years have been in Kansas City where it's very easy to get statistical production, I don't think you take a chance on a guy like Sammy Watkins for $10 million. The next two guys make a little more sense. Curtis Samuel, he should be right around that $10 million mark, but is he a true wide receiver? He played a lot in the slot for the Panthers, but he was also used a ton as a running back out of the backfield. With Darrington Evans, in, last year I would have loved a player like this, but with Darrington Evans in the fold, I don't know if the Titans have a need as bad for a guy like Kurt Sam with Evans. You have to, I know Kurt Sam's better, but you gotta get something out of that draft pick, and, and the whole point for Evans is to fill a role that Sam filled for the Panthers. The next guy is a guy I truly do think could make some sense for the Titans, and that is Nelson Aguilar who played for the Eagles, most recently played for the Raiders. Now, he's got issues with drops, and and that's a real concern. But if you look at Nelson Aguilar, he's been productive. So last year, he had 48 catches, 896 yards, eight touchdowns. I mean, that's Corey Davis-level production, and Aguilar's going to be about 5 to $6 million cheaper. Aguilar does play on the outside. He's a faster player than Corey Davis, so he gives you a speed outside threat who's also productive in a price range that makes sense. That 
is a fit for me. Nelson Aguilar could make sense for the Titans if the character checks out. Like I said, I know there was a drops issue, but with all the other things that make sense for the Titans, he's going to be a target that I pay attention to on the open market. Next, tier four are the last three names. AJ Green, is he cooked? Uh, His effort with the Bengals waned. I'm not interested in A.J. Green for around $10 million. T.Y. Hilton, that's a name that has been linked to the Titans, but I don't get that. T.Y. is at the end of his rope, despite the fact he's only 31 because he's dealt with injuries. He's a slight guy. He's going to play in the slot, maybe play a little bit outside nowadays because he doesn't have as quick of movements. I don't think that he's washed like A.J. Green. He had a productive middle of the season with Phillip Rivers when they got on the same page, but with the injuries, the age. I just don't see the fit. Now, an older guy that does make sense for the Titans, 31 years old, Marvin Jones. Now, Marvin Jones has had some injuries in his career, but he was available the entire season, last season, and maybe now late in his career, he knows how to manage his body. Marvin Jones has had 423 catches, 6,025 yards in his career, 51 touchdowns. You got to look at a guy like that with the production. He provides a speed element. He can play on the outside. I think he could be a much cheaper option to fill the Corey Davis role in this offense, and it would make a lot of sense for me. I think Marvin Jones and Nelson Aguilar are the most realistic targets in that group, but we are going to get into the second group next, and they're more depth pieces, and I will go over who I think makes sense for the Titans. There is a few names in there that I'm very interested by, though, who could come in and maybe show a little bit more in the Titans system than they have previously. Before we dive into that, though, I want to tell you about an excellent podcast that's running right now. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alaya of Locked On Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Also, do want to tell you guys about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, so there's always something to place a wager on. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag on their website or using a mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code Locked On today. Let's continue the free agency preview, diving into part two on the wide receiver group. And these names that I'm going to go over next are more depth pieces than anything. The names I talked about previously, you know, Aguilar, Marvin Jones, the bigger names who I don't think the Titans will go after, but any of those guys, I think could add an element to the Titans offense immediately that would 
either help or at least not have them take a step back in any way. These other names, I'm not as convinced that they are uh, an upgrade or even a lateral move from Corey Davis. Or I know that from Corey Davis will probably get a little bit of a downgrade, like Aguilar or Marvin Jones would be a slight downgrade from Corey Davis. But I don't think that the difference is so wide that it hurts the Titans' offense in a way that would be significant. With these names, it just may. It, it, it may knock the Titans' offense down a peg. Now, the reality is, guys, we could take the Titans' offense down a peg if the defense jumped up two pegs, right? That's the whole idea here. We have to balance things out a little bit. That's why you let Jonu walk or you let Corey walk so that you can allocate those resources to the defensive side of the ball where the Titans clearly need more help. It's unacceptable what's happening on that side of the ball. The offense may be top five, but if the defense is bottom five, then what are we doing here? We kind of need to balance that out. Get the defense up into the 15 to 20 range and have the offense maybe take a step back to between six and 10. That is what we're hoping for here, a more balanced football team team like we saw with all the teams that you know advanced past us so let's dive into some of these options now there are a few names well one in particular one name that I'm really interested in that I think has the potential to be a bargain for the Titans but also somebody who could possibly be not much of a downgrade from Corey Davis. And this is someone who hasn't really had a great opportunity to prove themselves so far. Limited opportunity, I would call it. It's not like they've been washed away and not had a chance, but it's Josh Reynolds from the Los Angeles Rams. So what I like about Reynolds, very fast. Speed guy, no, he's not an absolute burner like some of these smaller guys, but he has good speed and he's six foot three. Remember, when I had David Turner from Maverick Sports Consulting on the show, his big takeaway from taking a look at the Titans roster is they needed more size at wide receiver. So when you look at somebody like Reynolds, he gives you speed, he gives you size, and he's someone who's been in an offense that is similar to the Tennessee Titans, that outside zone scheme that they run with Sean McVay that came directly from Matt LaFleur and, and on and on it goes. So to me, that would make a lot of sense. Somebody like Josh Reynolds. And here's the thing about Reynolds. He's only 26 years old and he played behind Brandon Cooks, played behind Cooper Cup, played behind Robert Woods for a long time. So he hasn't necessarily had a, a fantastic opportunity to shine. So I think somebody like Reynolds could be on the cheap, maybe six, seven million dollars for the Tennessee Titans, maybe even cheaper, five, four million dollars with the depressed market. And he could come in and possibly match the production that the Titans got from a quarter. Davis or at least be pretty close so he's the number one name that makes a lot of sense for me if the Titans decide to draft a slot wide receiver high in the draft and then get their replacement boundary receiver through free agency but in the bargain bin I like Josh Reynolds next you have Kendrick Bourne he's a guy who's six foot one plays on the outside again similar scheme came from San Francisco where he's used to playing there hasn't had all the opportunities in the world with the quarterback carousel that we had we talked about those guys Nick Mullins CJ Beathard play so when you have quarterbacks like that throwing you the ball and you're someone who isn't considered a starter, you know, your production is going to be limited. So I look at a guy like Kendrick Bourne who could potentially come over to the Titans. Not my number one pick. I want a guy who's either going to be a little bit faster and play in the slot or a guy who's a little bit bigger to play on the outside. But with the scheme fit, he could be an option for the Titans. Rashad Higgins is an interesting name. Hollywood Higgins. Six foot one, played 
pretty solid for the Browns as an outside receiver, exclusive outside receiver, has a ton of talent, has had his own issues in his background, but could be an option for the Titans. Then in this, the last name in this tier of, of the other group, I have Isaiah McKenzie from the Buffalo Bills. Now, he's kind of a gadget guy. He's five foot eight. He's going to be in the slot. He's a speed guy, but he can help you a little bit on returns if you needed someone to push Darrington Evans. He can give you a, a jet sweep option, and maybe he can develop a little bit more as an actual wide receiver so that he can play more in the slot. This is a guy that if the Titans get really, really cheap and just want to bring in like a fourth wide receiver, then I would love a guy like Isaiah McKenzie to come in. He's only 26 years old. So maybe some more development from him compared to some of these other guys who are a little bit older. And all the guys that I mentioned here, when you have somebody like Reynolds, who's 26, you have somebody like Bourne, who's 26, Higgins is 26, and then McKenzie is 26. These are guys who are still young enough that maybe the Titans feel they can develop them a little bit more. The last tier I'm going to go through quickly. These are veterans. They're not really going to see a lot of development. You know who they are and what they are, but if the Titans feel a need with that, then you know that that's an option they would have on the cheap. Talking about Willie Sneed, five foot eleven. Speed guy, going to play primarily out of the slot coming out of Baltimore last year. It's an option for the Titans. Prashad Perryman, I don't think this is a fit uh, personality-wise for the Titans, but Perryman is a former first-round pick. Just got done playing with the Jets. Six foot two. He is a a guy with outside boundary-wide receiver talent. Maybe the Titans could take a chance on him for the cheap and see if they can get him playing back up to that first-round level. He had a pretty good year in Tampa Bay in 2019, so maybe the Titans feel they can take a chance there on the cheap. Keelan Cole is primarily a slot receiver speed guy, but he is 6'1", so that might be a cheap option for the Titans coming from the Jaguars. Another Jaguars wide receiver, Chris Conley, 6'3", so he's a big guy who can play on the outside, but with the drops and the production that I've seen from him while in Jacksonville, I say no way to Chris Conley. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, coming from that Kansas City system, he's a durable guy. He's played in 16 games basically every year of his career. He's six one. So he is a big guy on the boundary that you can rely on. He should be cheap for $5 million, maybe even cheaper. That would be a good option for the Titans, in my opinion, if they want to get a boundary wide receiver on the cheap and maybe spend a little bit more for their you know slot wide receiver, whether it be in free agency or a high draft pick. Next, uh, Damari Bird. Didn't really get an opportunity in the first two years of his career, so although he's 28 years old, I look at him a different way because he didn't get to play a lot in his first two seasons, but Bird had a pretty good year with the Patriots last year as Cam Newton, one of Cam Newton's primary targets. Now, he's going to be a slot guy. He's five foot nine, so he is a smaller guy, but you look at what he was able to do last year, 47 catches, 604 yards, and a touchdown. If the Titans got that sort of production out of their slot receiver, I think they would be pretty happy, and Bird, because of his age and his limited production should be a very inexpensive option. The last guy I want to mention here, Mike Thomas. No, not Michael Thomas, the slot boy. I'm talking, or slant boy. I'm talking about Mike Thomas from the Cincinnati Bengals, a guy who came over from Los Angeles, followed Zach Taylor to Cincinnati, someone who knows a similar scheme and system to the Titans, but 
Thomas is a guy who's 27. He's had very, very limited production, and he's someone that coaches take a chance on, and Zach Taylor believed in, a guy that they could develop, but coming directly from one of the most intelligent Cincinnati Bengals uh, fans that I know, a friend of mine, Jacob Emberton, shout out Pepper, uh, he said it bluntly. He said, at some point in time, you know, this guy's got to show some development, and so far, he hasn't. So, I kind of had an optimistic view of Thomas, thinking that maybe uh, the Bengals have a very talented wide receiver group. Maybe he he, he's a talented guy and just didn't get an opportunity, but the the information I got from on the ground didn't really match up to that. So Thomas is a guy I'll keep my eye on, but based on the evaluation I got from someone who's watched him every single snap in Cincinnati, can't say that I'm that high on him as an option anymore, but I'm going to keep it honest with you guys and let you know the information that I am getting. But that is going to do it for today's show. The second part of our free agency preview, make sure that you don't miss the next few parts of the free agency preview coming in the in the coming days, coming in the coming days. Either way, subscribe Subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But that's it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.